Dermatologin, your online portal for podcasts, dermatology, aesthetic medicine, and much more. From doctors, for you. More information can be found at our website, www.derma-2-login.com backslash en. Lyme disease. In this lesson, we discuss the most common tick-borne infectious illness, Lyme disease. Lyme disease is transmitted by two different bacterial genera. In Europe, Lyme disease is transmitted by the genus Borrelia burgdorferi sensu lato, and in the USA by Borrelia burgdorferi sensu stricto. The bacterial pathogens are spirochetes. The ticks are especially active in summer and autumn, therefore increasing the infection rate in those months of the year. Clinically, Lyme disease is divided into three stages. In stage 1, the localized infection, 50% of patients develop the characteristic erythema chronica migrans, or bullseye rash, within 1-2 to two weeks after the tick bite. Around the location of the tick bite, an annular, expanding, erythematous macula with central pallor develops. Patients may also develop unspecific symptoms, such as fever, fatigue, or headaches. Depending on the classification, lymphadenosis cutis benigna may be deemed a stage 1 presentation. This is a benign, spontaneously regressing, Borrelia-induced proliferation of lymphocytes, especially in sensitive areas such as earlobes, nipples, or the genital area. Stage 2, which occurs 6-8 to eight weeks post-infection, can lead to neuroborreliosis, Lyme carditis, and other nonspecific symptoms such as generalized exanthema, erythema nodosum, fever, exhaustion, and fatigue. One possible manifestation of neuroborreliosis is Banwarth syndrome, a lymphocytic meningoradiculitis in which patients develop severe radicular pain, asymmetric paresis, lymphocytic meningitis, and or facial nerve paralysis. Within the framework of Lyme carditis, possible presentations include myocarditis or pericarditis, as well as ECG changes indicative of any of the three degrees of AV block. In stage 3, which occurs a few months to years after infection, Lyme arthritis, a mono- or oligoarthritis of the large joints, develops. Symptoms include swelling of the joints and chronic synovitis with lymphoplasmacytic infiltration. Acrodermatitis chronica atrophicans is an uncommon stage 3 manifestation that primarily affects the skin. Edematous and erythematous infiltrations, especially of the lower leg, occur, and in the course of the disease, atrophy and sclerosis of the skin with loss of the hair follicles follows. Let's take a moment to review. Lyme disease is a bacterial infection transmitted by ticks and is divided into three stages. We can differentiate an early from a late manifestation. In stage 1, the early manifestation, 50% of individuals develop erythema chronica migrans, the bullseye rash. Subfebrile temperatures, generalized fatigue, and exhaustion can also develop. Depending on the classification, lymphadenosis benigna cutis may be assigned to stage 1. This is a lymphocytic infiltration into reactive skin areas such as earlobes, nipples, or the genital area. In stage 2, neuroborreliosis and Lyme carditis develop after several weeks or months post-infection. In this stage, a nonspecific exanthem is also a common finding. Banworth syndrome, 
with radicular pain and asymmetric paralysis, such as facial nerve paralysis, can develop. Lyme disease can lead to myocarditis, pericarditis, and AV block. In stage 3, which occurs some months up to years later, Lyme arthritis can develop. Acrodermatitis chronica atrophicans can develop as a skin manifestation, initially with edema and subsequently with atrophy and sclerosis of the skin, predominantly on the lower legs. To diagnose Lyme disease, a thorough patient history and physical exam should be performed. Sequential diagnostics with an initial ELISA test to detect Borrelia antibodies and a subsequent immunoblot assay as a confirmation can be performed. Large studies have shown that antibiotic treatment immediately upon clinical suspicion of Lyme disease is more cost-effective than first waiting on lab tests as confirmation. If neuroborreliosis is suspected, cerebrospinal fluid should be examined. Serologic testing will remain negative in the first few weeks directly after the tick bite. It is for this reason that doctors who suspect Lyme disease based only on clinical symptoms should still prescribe antibiotics, even if initial lab testing is negative. Rarely, direct detection of the pathogen via PCR is possible. This can only be done by obtaining cerebrospinal fluid, joint fluid, or performing a skin biopsy. Let's consider the following case. A tick-carrying Borrelia has bitten a patient and the infection has been confirmed both clinically and via laboratory testing. So what do we do next? The indication for antibiotic treatment is clear. The regimen has been adapted to the various stages of Lyme disease. In stage 1, two weeks of oral doxycycline should be administered, with amoxicillin as a possible alternative. In stage 2 or 3, doxycycline duration should be increased to 21 days, another option being IV ceftriaxone for two weeks. After treatment, an important complication to be aware of is post-Lyme disease syndrome. Patients develop generalized symptoms such as low energy, fatigue, and muscle aches. It is difficult to accurately detect this complication, mainly because the symptoms are so unspecific. That was the podcast from Dermatologin. We're looking forward to seeing you at our next podcast and at our courses online or in person. For dates of current and future courses, as well as more information, head to our website, www.derma-2-login.com/en.